Well, welcome podcast listeners. Today, I am really excited to introduce you to Madeline Victoria. And this is actually going to kick off a month of interviews with female music artists who are doing some amazing things, who will also be able to share with you their path, how they were able to handle their own challenges to be as successful as they are, why they do what they do. I'll give Madeline a short introduction. She is somebody who has already had a number one hit on the AMFM boards. She has another single that is being released. And then in addition to that, she's been a rodeo queen, a beauty pageant winner, and she also works with at-risk kids. So Madeline, welcome to the podcast, the No Labels, No Limits podcast, which it sounds like you live that philosophy. Would you be able to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes. Hi, of course. Of course. Thank you for that introduction. And um, well, hi, guys. Uh, once again, my name is Madeline, and I've been singing and, and performing, being in front of an audience since I was about five years old. So uh, I guess you could say now that uh, the nerves has, have gone away after so much experience, but uh, that's what I do for a living. Uh, it's my passion. Of people, people are my passion in in general, and and getting to know one another, and that's what I use through my music. I songwrite. I started songwriting. Uh, you know, I was about 13 years old. I started writing poems and lyrics. Picked up the guitar. Started a band when I was in high school uh, here in deep South Texas, and ever since then, I've just been pursuing that dream. Of, uh, of all my goals and aspirations, booking myself, uh, doing promotions myself, and now with a team, a, a really great team with MTS management, working together, you know, with, with goals like that in mind. And, and it's uh, nonstop for me. Every day I, I work towards it. When you pulled your band together in high school, Madeline, what was your vision for that? Did you know who you wanted in your band? What kind of music you wanted to play? Yeah, it just, uh, you know, music I wanted to play, and that's another thing. I love country music. That's my that's my main, my core, my genre. I love all kinds of music. I listen to all kinds of music, but the music genre I wanted to sing has been country my whole life, and, and that goes to the influences of, of my family growing up, and uh, I have so many uncles and, and just so talented, and they're also writers. No, no one professional, though. No one's ever done anything professional with it. And, you know, due to, you know, uh, different times back in the day, my, my grandparents, you know, had they had to work for really hard, you know, for a living. And so music wasn't um, a thing to do for a living back then for them. And, you know, something my grandfather didn't kind of frown upon. So I, kind of, I, take, I took that, you know, that's one of my biggest uh, goals with my music. Uh, it was inspiration for my family and why I started my band because I wanted to do something for them and it represents what, what they weren't able to do. And they're, they're all, you know, so supportive of it for me ever since I was, you know, in high school. So like uh, going back to my, the, to country, that's what I wanted. I started that. Uh, I kind of just fell all together naturally. It's, it's, it's crazy how when you have a goal in mind and you, you speak out loud of it and you want it and you believe it, it all, it seems like it could just comes together naturally. And so uh, that's what, you know, a couple of friends that didn't really play country music, but they played, you know, I knew they played really well instruments and I asked if they wanted to join my band and they said, yes, you know, I mean, they said, why not? And they knew how uh, dedicated I was and they saw my, my passion for it. So they, they all joined, um, you know, I've, I've, I have different members now. They kind of uh, rotate. I have so many in the, I don't have a set band right now, but I have so many musicians that play for me that are willing to sit in and, and just I have a, a pool of them that I can choose from now since I've been doing this for, for so long. And, you know, my vision for that is just being out on the road 
enjoying the, the good parts of touring, enjoying being on the road with my band and, and the live music scene. That's my favorite thing to do uh, along with, you know, there's a, there's a whole broad roads in, in the music industry and, and what paths you could take within that. And uh, live music and touring is just one of my passions, a, a part of that. So I want to back you up for just a minute because you said something that flowed right naturally off of your lips, but I think listeners may not have caught it. And that okay. was, you said, when you have a goal and you have a vision, you, ta- you actually said there were three things you did to move forward. And the first part was you have a vision, and then you talked a little bit about making it happen. But in your own words, how did you do that? Sure, yes. So in my, in my own, you know, everyone has their own faith. Everyone has their own routines, I believe. It's just been natural for me. And I've been asked to describe this to people who, who may, it may not come natural to people, but it's just something that I do. I actually speak it out loud, and I, I write down these, these goals of mine every day. And whether, whether I think they, you know, the actual goal comes true or not, I know, I know my destination and I know that writing down my destination, these different paths just come about and you, you, you have these goals, you, you have the structure, but you also have to go with the flow and, and see what, what comes your way with these, with these goals and, and whatnot. So I, I, I do the, the physical, I speak out loud, I write it down and then, you know, the, everything falls into place after that. And it may not happen as quickly as you want. It may not happen as soon as you want, but timing is everything. It will happen eventually. That is so brilliant because that really is the essence of achieving things, right? You have oh, to yes. do it, speak it, and then take steps going forward. I also loved when you said that you first started your band and you asked your um, the musicians that you knew, did they want to do it? And they said, yes, of course, why not? That's so powerful when an opportunity comes your way and you say, sure, why not, right? And you do it. You don't know what's going to fall or come out of that. Exactly. I just thought that was such great wisdom on your part. You talked about the part you really like about touring, you know, and being out on the road. What is it about that that really sparks you? Inspiration for me on the road is is how I'm able to write even my songs. You know, uh, it goes from seeing the the scenery, you know, on the road, uh, driving. People always ask, like, where's the most inspiration you get for writing? And it's sometimes people are like, oh, my backyard or just here in my bedroom or, you know, whatever. But I'm being on the road and writing is is where I get that. So that's one thing that I I combine that. And meeting people, that's another thing. Uh, Just meeting new people, new friends, new stories. That's one thing I love. And being with the ones you love on the road as well. It's also a family thing for me. I keep my family really close to me and I'm blessed to have that. Uh, some people don't have that. So I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel, do I deserve this? It's a, it's, it's great things. There's pros and cons, you know, to everything there's, but, but I take the pros and, and, and I really, really glad my family's there and supporting me and on the road, even they join me. And, uh, that's, that's one thing I love as well. Uh, but like going back to my songwriting and, and the inspiration that I get from being on the road is a thrill. It's, it's, it's just traveling, you know, that traveler's, I don't know, love on the road. I, I have it in my blood. My family traveled their whole life. My dad was a truck driver for many years. Um, my my mom's side of the family, they they uh, were actually in the migrant business, working the fields and, and whatnot. And they would travel all the way up from Texas to Ohio. And so that's what my mom did her whole life. And that's what I, I feel like that's just natural for me as well. It does take uh, it does take that sacrifice, you know, to do as well. And, and to be, you know, on the road, you're not always having an eight to five job. It's something different. You're, you know, you just have to do what, what you feel is, um, 
in your heart. And that's exactly what I'm doing when I'm on the road and when, when I'm being inspired with my friend, with, uh, with my band. Being on the road and not having a routine or having a different routine. Exactly. And you don't have a gig coming up right away, but you're getting there or whatever. How do you maintain that flexibility and the fluidity while also really keeping focused and helping others who are with you stay focused so you don't get derailed? Oh, yes. Also, I see that as like, you know, you work on the, the big picture at that point, you know, these these gigs right now and playing live in local venues and, and different regions around you around me. Uh, that's that's part of that's part of the, you know, the big picture. And so when I'm not, you know, at gigs or you know, like you said, just, you know, coming up to one, um, let's say like it's a Monday and, and I don't have a gig till Saturday, Sunday. I actually do a lot of big picture stuff. I am, I'm actually calling venues for the, for the next week or I'm calling venues for the next couple few months already and booking that. I am, uh, working on my one sheet as an artist. I am researching, you know, what, what I need to do next and what my next steps are and, and reading about that and, and getting it also inspired by other people. This inspiration, you know, you, you can't just, sometimes you need to muster that from, from others. And so, uh, whatever I could do to inspire, whatever, but, is, is great, but I, I have a lot of many inspirations as well and people and, and the stories uh, that they have and the struggles that they've had also, you know, inspires me. So I'm looking that up in the meantime too and, and seeing videos and hearing other people who have made their goals come true, their stories. So, so you have to keep yourself busy, uh, definitely. And, you know, right now I am taking, um, online music business classes and I, I'm, you know, focusing on that too and getting, um, my knowledge in that and, and getting more confidence in that. So when I am talking to a venue and I am, working and booking, I know that, you know, this is legit for me. And, and I, I, it gives me that boost of confidence as well. You are pretty amazing in the sense of how focused you are. On the surface, someone may come and see you in a concert or smaller in venue and think, well, that looks easy. But you just described a lot of the back end work, the planning, the future. You know, what I think about is future casting. Like, where am I going to be way out in the future? And what are the things now to get myself ready to handle that success? Yes. Where did you learn that from? I mean, when you turn for inspiration, where do you turn? I know you got your wanderlust or your interest in traveling and ability to do that from your folks. Where do you get your, I don't know, the inspiration to continue that deep learning? Where's that drive come from? It's just natural for me. Uh, this drive, you know, I know you, you mentioned that I was, uh, you know, this in, in pageants and, and, and whatnot and all these other aspects of, of the entertainment business. That's another thing I love. I love to act. I would love to do voiceover someday. I would love anything in the entertainment business. So, and, and it's just so many things I want to do. That's another, that's my, I feel like that's my fault. I, I just wish I could do it all. I wish I could do everything. And that's, but I take that and I, I kind of condense that and I, and I have to pick, you know, one forte and then use that as my platform. And I can do, I feel like I could do many things in the future with that. But, you know, my drive, it, I feel like it's a, it's a natural thing for me, but you can muster that through, if you feel like you don't, you do, you actually do. You just have to really dig deep to find it. And I'm telling you, it's there. I've seen, I've seen people who I never thought would, would, would have the same drive as me, but they choose to, they choose to, and, and they finally make that decision to go out there. And, and, and they do it. And it, you know, there's a, there's a, there's one of the people that really inspires me, um, is Les Brown. And that's one man that I listen to. If you can remember anyone listening can remember his name. That's something, uh, his story. Les Brown is what inspires me. Somebody who's had such hardship. I, I have not, I have not had any hardship. I, you know, I've lost loved ones. Of course we all do, but, but in my life, I've been so blessed to have my family supporting me, no major tragedies. 
and I look at someone else's story that's so opposite of me and they're doing the same thing as me and, and they are just, you know, way more than doing that, that I'm doing. Uh, and, and I'm like, you know what, huh? That's amazing. Somebody told them that they do have the drive and they can do it. So they did it. So I feel like listen to those around you that are, that are telling you, you can do it. I have that around me and surrounding me and I'm blessed for that. My family, my mom, they're telling me you could do it. You could do it. I know that there's, there are people that out there in, in your own life and I'm talking to whoever's listening that is telling you, you can do it. You're just ignoring it and you have to listen. So I feel like I'm listening to the people around me who love me. I'm listening to my heart. And that's, that's how I get that drive. That's great. You also um, talked about it comes down to making a choice, deciding and making a choice. Yes. That, and that is an everyday kind of thing. Sometimes we think those are only on the big life things. I think, about, oh, yeah. you know, you have those days where you're just not maybe at 110%. You go, well, I'm just going to choose to be at that. Or I'm going to choose to have the right attitude. And then I'm going to do it. You know? Yes. So Madeline, can you tell us when you do come up with people who are negative or aren't necessarily supportive of you or your goals or what you're trying to accomplish, how do you handle that? Yeah, you know, in, in this industry, um, I see everyone has a perspective, like it just, it's all about perspective. And I always want to put myself in people's shoes and, and then I can understand like, oh, you know, they're just, you know, it's, it's not that they're mad at me or it's not that they, uh, hate me or, or, you know, it's just, they're probably having a bad day or maybe, you know, they're, they're going through a loss or, you know, and they can't help it, but be, but become negative. And so I just, I, that's what I under, I see from their side of whatever they're coming from. And, uh, it's a mind thing, you know, you really have to have a, a really good understanding of that. And, and then it just, I brush it off. You know, I, I don't let it bother me. It's hard to not let things bother you. I understand that, but that's just how I've been my whole life. You know, I'm not perfect sometimes, you know, something can get to me and I, I, you know, I get down due to the negative, the ne negativity around me, but for the majority of the time, you have to have a, a bulletproof mindset. And I feel like that's very important. And again, it's choosing to do this and you have to choose to, to ignore the negativity around you, the negative people, and just stay true to who you are. Honestly, I, I say it again, I say these things out loud and say, nope, that does not phase me. I am a positive person and I'm not going to let this bother me and I'm going to, I'm going to move on. And that has to do with anything from, from negative people to, to things I've, you know, competitions. If I lose, you know, of course, I'll, a lot of people know about all of, uh, of my achievements because that's what we list. We're never going to list all the times we lost, but we do lose more than we actually win. So it's just a mindset. Like I said, a bulletproof mindset and you just have to keep going. I love that bulletproof mindset. It's <laughs> such a visual. It's like you walking around with a bulletproof vest over your mind. Exactly. <laughs> nope, doesn't have to do with me, has to do with them. And also allowing people, just cutting them some slack and recognizing what isn't your responsibility. Yes, that's perfect, yes. Yeah, that's very powerful. And it's easy to say and not always easy to do. Mm -hmm, exactly. It's just, it takes practice, it takes time, and you, you have to practice that over and over again. And, it, and you, again, you can't expect it to happen overnight. It's a beautiful journey. Like, you know, you see it as a beautiful journey and every day this is, this, you're working on it and you're working on it and you're going to get there eventually with whatever, you know, with that bulletproof mindset. <laughs> Where are your next stops? It sounds like you travel quite a bit. Of the days in the year, how many days or percentage of the days and months or weeks are you on the road traveling? Well, it used to be a lot more than it is now. And uh, usually I would have four to five shows around the region, around Texas and everywhere. 
you know, I, I did that for about, let's see, uh, if I was 18 in high school and then I'm actually, I will say I'm about to be 28. So 10 years later, um, I'm working on a lot of, um, bigger picture stuff right now. And, and, uh, along with, you know, still playing some live shows locally. Um, I am located in San Antonio right now. So I, I'm not traveling as much as I used to or want to, but I know that sometimes we have to slow down and, and, and kind of zoom out and see, okay, you know, what, what, what else do I need to do to add to this to, to really get me out traveling more, get my brand out there. I'm, I'm really focusing on my brand and online presence. Um, I know that that's really big right now with, I have a lot of fans on, on, I say fans, but that's a lot of likes on Facebook right now due to that, due to my branding, due to uh, really focusing on that. Like I said, I am studying music business right now. I'm kind of settling down with that a little bit. Focusing on that is what I mean. And then, um, you know, next year it will be Nashville where I'll be doing some internships with some record labels and not necessarily, you know, I am an independent artist and I always will be. And that's my thing. I, I want to focus on the business side of it for a little bit and learn from the big guns. Uh, I'll be interning with these record labels so that I could do it for myself and I could gather my, you know, more of my team together and, and work together as a record label. That's one of my biggest goals. Right now, that's what I'm doing. Not traveling as much, but I am still playing my live shows at the same time studying this, same time planning for Nashville next year. It takes a lot of uh, self-discipline to do this, but like I said, the support system, the people I'm listening to around me and saying these things out loud, it, it, it works. It, it may take like I said a little longer but it always works well it does take time to get your long-term results they're not quick but it's so smart you are becoming the CEO of the Madeline brand versus being the brand itself the singer the musician but really like you're going to be in charge and understand and be able to manage even bigger as you desire yes I noticed that in your background information that you've had the opportunity to open up for a lot of really well-known musicians Mm-hmm. Tell our listeners a little bit about that and what that was like. Um, so, you know, that's that's how I'll, I wanted to talk. About, I actually want, wanted to talk about that, too, because uh, using your the resources around you is something that is, it's a great thing. Because, you know, um, as my resume grew with these artists, you know, I may have not toured all over the world with them. But I've, I've, I've opened up and had shared shows with these names that are known, you know, in the country world all in my own backyard. And that is a blessing, you know, itself. I, I was able to do these big production shows with these traveling bands just locally here in the region. And, you know, from there's, a, you know, new, new guns, I say, in country like Easton Corbin and Dustin Lynch, um, Eli Young Band. Biggest one that I've ever had a show with is Zach Brown Band. Also the Charlie Daniels Band going back to, you know, some older school, old school um, country music. Uh, Tracy Lawrence. Let's see. I know Clay Walker is a little bit more old school now. And, uh, you know, the list does go on. Um, some Texas country artists that are really big here in the region that sell out shows. I have shows with them. And it's it's something that I feel like um, just because I'm not in Nashville right now or I'm not in California or, you know, New York, these big places, I'm not touring all over the world like I want to. I still took advantage of the fact that, okay, I'm going to make this work somehow. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I made the decision to go out and, and, and make it happen. Uh, you know, and then it happens naturally. I, there's one radio station in, uh, the real, in the real Grand Valley is the region that I actually am from. And so being from the deep South of Texas, there's one radio station there. I, you know, became friends with them. And eventually they're the ones that asked me if I would love to, to be a part of these shows. And so, it just, it just works out, you know, and, 
man, the Charlie Daniels band is probably one of my biggest inspirations that I've had the opportunity to share the show uh, stage um, with. I, I actually got to talk to Charlie Daniels backstage and, you know, he was a really neat guy down to earth, uh, inspiration in itself, telling me about, you know, his stories in Nashville and how he you know, accomplished a few things. You know, it wasn't a really long, lengthy conversation, but it, he did. I did get the gist of of what he was trying to um, trying to tell me in a way, and, and that was to never give up. And that's 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 one thing that I'll always say from that too, from these these big shows that I've had. So it's not just the love on on being on stage and and the fans that I've the people that I've gotten to meet, the friends I say that also that I've made through these shows, and the love of being on stage, but also the the background that I, I pay attention to and and knowing what goes on behind stage. And, and, you know, I want to say too, you know, one day I, I, I have all faith that I'll, I'll be headlining shows, you know, big someday, but I'll never forget that I was, you know, opening up for these, these big names and the people that are involved in making it happen and appreciating them and seeing how hard they work and the setup and, and the people that make it happen. And that's, that's the beauty I think in, in this a longer journey. And like you we keep saying that it takes time for the, the long term to, to come through at the end and, uh, it's just, it's an amazing feeling that I've, an amazing thing that I've gotten to experience with opening up for these big names. It does take time. And I tell you, you may not be the main headliner yet. I don't have any doubt you will be. There's just, <laughs> you have that quality about you and that drive. I think what's impressive to me, one of the many things is that you continue to like pull at all the different strings, right? And, the, and you're creating relationships, and yes. you didn't know when you made friends with the radio station that they would be the people necessarily who might hook you up as an opening act. Yes, so exactly. So we all those things. We just have to go out and start and, and create relationships and add value and see what comes of it. Yes, exactly. Authentic, authentic relationships, you know, and, and things, you know, you really want to know the person and, and know that it's not just about you. It's about the people mm -hmm. around you. So, <laughs> and I could see you being in Charlie Daniel's seat with some young pup coming up and saying, Hey, how do, how do I get where you are? Yes, exactly. And, and not to be, you know, oh, not too overbear. I didn't want to bother him, but it just happened naturally again, you know, just, just being around there and, and, um, you know, being the opening act, he was, it was a part of taking a picture with him and then we took a picture and we started talking. And you know, the neat thing too about uh, one of my inspiration is Freddie Fender. He was one of the, uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, he's a Hispanic country singer from deep South Texas that made it all the way to Nashville. And he was on his own telling me his stories with him. So that was pretty cool. You know, he's from my hometown and for Charlie Daniels to know him and remember him and was his friend. That was really neat. <laughs> you have a lot of history of music history just steeped around where you are. Yes. You Texas know. is big on that. <laughs> Texas is big on that. And I think the world shrinks with the internet as well, you know, so the places where people think you have to only be in these centers, that's not necessarily the case anymore. So, no. Charlie Daniels, what an awesome, awesome band. And what a great opportunity for you to be able to do that. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. I wanted to ask you when you talk about competing and beauty pageants or Miss Rodeo or whatever, when you're coming up or even when you're competing in music, how do you avoid that comparison trap and stay true to yourself? Yes, that's a, that's a good one. I, again, have been super blessed to have people around me who have raised me in, in a way of who are, this is, I am a product of my raising, I am, and, and the choices that I have made choosing to, to listen to this. And I give credit to my mom, actually, for this. So... I get a little emotional 
just even talking about it, how, how well my mom just kind of molded me. And then I, I took upon that where the confidence and, and the beauty is within, you know, and then that's always that and beauty is within and it shines through. And ever since I was a little girl, you know, she has fed this, you know, drive for me too. And, and really has supported me. So competing is, is fun for me. I don't, I don't, and losing, I know it sounds funny, but losing is also fun for me because I get to see somebody else win and I get to see the joy on their face and, you know, there's room for everybody. So that's the way I see it. And I, and I, and I love it. Uh, I love to meet these girls. I love to meet these guys, girls, whoever I'm competing with and know their story. And then again, it's just a beautiful thing to see somebody win and it's a beautiful thing to win too. So that's exactly how I see it. Um, the competing and not really bringing myself down. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes I wish I was taller. Sometimes I wish I had different hair, you know, or whatever, but it's, uh, it's just a part of life. And, and everybody wishes something was different about them. So that's how what we all have in common in the first place. So that's, that's how I see it. And I really, really just enjoy it and have fun. Uh, it's a fun thing for me. <laughs> you are like a little book of wisdom. So there is room for everybody. There really is. And what a great testament to your mom for raising such a really driven, talented young woman as yourself to be out and putting yourself out. As we wrap this up, would you do two things for me? Tell me two things. If you were to talk to Madeline, who was just hopping up on that table with your hairbrush microphone when you were a little (laughs) kid, what advice might you give yourself then? And then the last question I have for you is, how can people find you and, and know more about your music and what you're up to? So the hairbrush question first. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that was, that's awesome. Yes. Um, that's actually where I first started performing, you know, on the coffee table with a hairbrush. <laughs> it's funny that you asked me this because I, I had, I just had a dream. It's so funny. I just had a dream that I was looking at myself as a little four-year-old seeing, oh, that's me. And I was holding myself and I, that is so, it's so crazy. So I would say to worry less. <laughs> Don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. No matter what, no matter what, everything is going to be okay. You don't have to worry about, you know, the people around you. I do care. I I tend to some, you know, growing up, I, I do care about what people think about me. But if I could do that less and tell myself that as like, you know, just keep on being yourself, I would, I would do that. Growing up, I will share this. I was different. You know, I, I, st- I guess I stood out, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to sing in front of people. I wasn't afraid to do this. I wasn't afraid to do that. And they, they saw me as something different. So they started picking on me, you know, bullying me and whatnot. Again, I'm so thankful for my parents for being there. And I was able to express this growing up and not a lot of people have that in middle school. It was really bad at one point where they would make up the website stuff about me and, and just different things. And, really bullying me in front of the whole school where I couldn't eat lunch anymore with it. I had to eat lunch in the, with the teachers, you know? So it's, it's it, people probably, you know, really don't know that about me. And I'm sharing this right now. So if I could go back to the younger self and tell myself, you're going to get through this, you're going to get through this and know that you don't have to worry at all anymore. That That's what I would say to my younger self. That's what I'm saying to you. Anyone else out there experiencing that, you're going to get through it. That's beautiful. That's, yes. that's very wise again. Mm-hmm. And then, how are we all going to keep up with everything that's going on with you? Where do we find you or follow you or what do you suggest? Yes, definitely. And I'm super excited about these new projects I have coming up. And so I would love for people to follow that journey with me. Uh, you can go to my Facebook page, which I am, I'm over the, the limit of friends on my personal one. And I love to have friends on there, <laughs> but you know, everyone can go to my, my like page and I'm, I'm always updating there too. And that's Madeline Victoria, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N. Victoria, that's all you have to do on the search engine. 
even on Google, you put on that on Google, my website will pop up, my Facebook, my Instagram uh, handle is at MadVicVal. I know that's a little, you know, more information. But once you Google me and my name, Madeline Victoria, everything does pop up there. And you'll see when I'm playing live shows, you can see my music where it's sold on, on Spotify and, and streaming on Spotify and Apple Music and whatnot. And just to see my original work on there. I am releasing a new single along with a music video that we're recording right now. And I'm planning to release it on my birthday, September 2nd. And that's kind of become a, a routine for me. Last year, I did the same thing. The year before that, I always it always seems that the season of, of when my birthday is and, and I have something new coming up. That's coming up. I'm also going to be doing a project during the Christmas time where it's um, involving uh, the Sunny Glen Homes uh, Children's Homes. And uh, that's another thing I do. I do a lot of volunteer work, and that's all a part of my, my career, I believe, and what I do as a, you know, just as a, a human giving. And so I'm doing that in December. So I would love for people to, to follow that. We're going to be doing some live feed from that event on my Facebook page and that is to uh, just a free concert for these children who are our foster children and and just to have a Christmas party with them and whatnot so I would love for people to be involved in that as well yes I, I'm, I'm super excited to connect with each and every one of y'all well Madeline I will be watching and we'll make sure to put links to your sites on the podcast so if anybody's listening to this and they didn't get your name or how to find it or, or they're driving and couldn't write it down. If they come yes. and, and look at the podcast, then it'll be there for them. And awesome. all the best to you. And thanks for being the first interview for our month of music. So thanks again and have a, a great rest of your day. Oh, thank you, Sarah. You too. Thank you. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. So that's it for this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, please hop on over to iTunes or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. This helps us get the word out to more people just like you who want to live a no-labels, no-limits life. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.